Yo, 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 Big D here on a, I don't know if you call it a special Fat Tuesday, a crazy Fat Tuesday, or maybe more so if you're a baseball fan like me, a sad Tuesday here on the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. Before I tell you why, I'm sad. Please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see all my content. All the good, bad, and ugly, I mean. Sure, tonight's video is going to suck, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you can look at back at all the laughs we've enjoyed. Also, check out the Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple. So, oh boy, sometimes you experience moments you <coughs> never thought would happen, but have huge consequences. And today. We got one of those in Major League Baseball. Uh, this afternoon, roughly an hour and a hour, hour and a half ago, the MLB Players Association and the union were unable to agree on a new collective bargaining agreement, meaning the first two series of the 2022 MLB season have already been canceled. And with both sides now breaking apart. Lord knows when each side will get together and whether more games or potentially even a whole stretch of the season will be canceled. <sighs> As a baseball fan, this news guts me. It hits me straight in the you know what. I, I mean, baseball's been my sport. I mean, yeah, most of my videos have been about football, soccer, golf. But I'm a baseball guy through and through. And uh, to hear that MLB will not start on time and the season will not only be delayed but shortened absolutely frustrates me. I cannot believe that the... 2022 season will not be 162 games. It absolutely annoys me, frustrates me that the owners and players are unable to agree on a new CBA. And uh, actually, coming into this week, Monday, yesterday, was supposed to be the day where both sides needed to agree on a new contract because the union had set Monday as the unofficial deadline for agreeing on a new CBA so that the new 2022 season can start with open day on March 31st. Well, talks went beyond like 1.32 o'clock in the morning last night in Jupiter. So, both sides came back and said, and the union set a 5 o'clock deadline where if no deal was in place, games were going to come off the calendar. Well, this afternoon, like 3, 3.30, the union set a MLB, the MLB Players Association its final offer. And, uh, here are a couple tidbits of that deal. The one big issue, and potentially the biggest reason why there is no CPA in place, MLB 
offered competitive balance tax rates of $220 million in 2022, 2023, 2024, with a $4 million increase to $224 million in 2025, and a CPT of $230 million in 2026, meaning the competitive balance tax would stay at two would be at $220 million for three years before going up $4 million in 2025 and then another $6 million the year after that. The MLB Players Association wanted a CPT of $238 million for this year, $244 million for 2023, $250 million for 2024, 256 of for 2025 and 263 million for 2026. So you can see why there's no CBA. Because the owners offered 220 million for this year, the PA won in 238 million. So that's already an $18 million difference. That's a pretty significant difference when you talk about ratifying or completing a new CBA. And that number balloons because MLB's proposal really doesn't increase until 2025 when the PA's proposal raises the CBT pretty significantly. So by the time the end of the CBA would have been completed, MLB's CBT competitive balance tax would be $230 million while MLB's competitive balance tax, uh, the Players Association competitive balance tax would be $263 million. So it, the gap goes from $18 million this year to $33 million at the completion of the CBA. And yes, you're probably wondering, Dylan, what is competitive balance tax? Yes. There's no salary cap in MLB compared to the NHL or NFL with all salary caps. I almost compare MLB's competitive balance tax a lot with the NBA's luxury tax system because, yeah, the NBA features salary cap, but they've also got a luxury tax structure where if you go over the luxury tax, you spend way more money for your on your roster. And MLB, yeah, there's no cap, but the competitive, ba- competitive balance tax makes it a huge burden for teams to stay under that radar. This year's CBT was $210 million, and the San Diego Padres and the LA Dodgers were over that, so they were going to have more money for their CBT. It, it's not a salary cap, it's a more of a hard cap where teams want to spend money but might be hesitant on spending so much money they actually they actually exceed that threshold. So it sort of limits what some of the teams do because yeah teams want to win, but do you want to spend 250, 300, 350 million on players? So the CBT was arguably the biggest issue, and I think a large reason why the CBA is not completed this evening. 
Another interesting point is the minimum salary. And uh, to me, I think this is probably issue number two why there's no CPA. Because, yes, we talk about some of these top guys making huge amounts of money. A Bryce Harper, a Mike Trout, Manny Machado, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole making gobs of money. But how about that rookie just breaking into the big leagues? Because now, this probably this affects him because you look at it with the minimum salary. The MLB, the union offered minimum salary increase to seven hundred thousand dollars for this year and going up ten thousand every year for the next subsequent four years. Meaning they. Minimum salary would go from 700k to 740 grand in 2026. The Players Association wanted a 700 a 725k minimum salary this year, 745k next year, 765k in 2024. 765k plus potential other numbers in 2025 and then the same increase for 2026 so potentially a minimum salary that goes to 800,000 or somewhere in between so again you can see another sticking point where both sides weren't able to come come together trying to think of another one and uh, I I just can't believe that neither side whether it be the owners or players come together now whether you blame Commissioner Manfred and the owners or whether you blame the players you can see why there's so much frustration you can see why there's so much bickering between each other and potentially the Third, potentially another third key issue is the introduction or potential introduction of the pre-arbitration bonus pool. Now, if you're a sports guy like me, you've probably, you've ne- or, even a, or even not a sports guy like me, you've probably never heard of, the, of a pre-arbitration bonus pool. Well... <laughs> This is something that's never been tried really in any sport. Any sport. So, what this mean? What this would mean is guys who perform well in their rookie year would be eligible for more money. So, for instance, if the Pittsburgh Pirates, one of the Pittsburgh Pirates, won rookie of the year, well, he would be eligible for part of that pool, or if one of the Texans Rangers finished second or won the MVP. Well, he's got a chance. Well, he would get more of that money. And um, the union offered uh, thirty million with no increases throughout the CBA, while the Players Union Association won an eighty-five million dollar pre-arbitration bonus pool with five million dollar annual increases. 
that would widen the gap from 55 million to 75 million by the end of the CBA. So again, this is a little funky that there would have been some kind of a bonus pool from zero to three guys because you look at it, I think one of the big issues with this was thrown because uh, at the time Cubs third baseman Chris Bryan was kept in the minors for a couple for an extra two, three, four weeks because the Cubs wanted to get that extra year of control because they could they could walk the system where sit where the Cubs could keep Brian and trip away and until then he wouldn't be on the payroll and wouldn't count against his service time. So then theoretically instead of having him for six years, the Cubs could control him for seven years. And it, it's a way that MLB has gotten what that MLB has kept its stalls from the big leagues. I remember uh, Ronald Acuna. Heck, even Mike Trout and Bryce Harper were kept in the minors the next couple of weeks. So, I mean, you imagine if LeBron, if the Cleveland Cavaliers kept LeBron in what the D League back in 2000, D League or the G League now because of. <laughs> Having him or potentially losing him in a in a year in, in a year sooner, or in the National Football League, the Jacksonville Jaguars potentially keeping Trevor Lawrence or deactivating Trevor Lawrence, or the um, in the NHL with the Washington Capitals with not having Alexander Ovechkin or the Penguins not having Sidney Crosby when they were ready as kids. It it just feels weird. I mean, if your prospect's good good enough to play in early April, midway, mid-May, why can't he play? So one of the interesting tidbits about this is they could, depending on what would have happened, if he would have finished like rookie of the year, even if he only played like 50 games, you know, 50 games, that player could still have, still count for a whole year of service time. So uh, even if you only play 60 years, 50 or 60 games, that player could still basically collect the whole year of service time and potential bonus. So you look at, yes, the deal would have been bigger for the Bryce Halpers, Mike Trouts, but it also could have been big for that rookie or young player trying to establish himself in the big leagues because you look at it now, Next 150, 200 Ks, nice when you're 21 years old. Not making anything before your arbitration or you get a big contract. So, obviously, it's a tough day for baseball. Hopefully, both sides can figure it out and we don't lose any more in the season. But, uh, unfortunately... I think this is just a start. More games are going to, I feel more games are going to be canceled. And I don't think it will happen, but I am fearful that there's a replay of the 2004-2005 NHL season that was entirely lost due to no CBA. And uh, hopefully we don't see anything like that. Hopefully this lockout ends quickly. And we can see... All, all baseball heroes perform their tricks because I not only feel bad for the players 
But I feel bad for the fans because the fans spend their whole money for these games. And I feel bad for the walkers because take somebody like me because I enjoy swing training. I enjoy doing the video board for the Boston Red Sox. I love talking with people. I, I enjoy baseball. I'm a baseball guy. I love baseball. And plus, what am I going to do with all my dipping dots? That gum dipping dots. Oh, no. I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, no. And also, look at some of these cities because I think of the city that hosts the mean, the CBA mean city, Jupiter, on the East Coast. Jupiter has got two MLB teams, the St. Louis Cardinals and Miami Mullins trainers. So without that money, Jupiter's economy is not going to be what it was, what it usually is every swing train. So again, in these tough times, hopefully MLB can figure it out. Otherwise, I'm not sure the sport will recover. I don't think the NHL is recovered. From the uh, 0405 lockout, and uh, hopefully baseball doesn't have a replay of other events because you think back to when games were lost 72, games were lost 81, games were lost 94, 95 is probably the worst example when not just games lost, but the entire postseason World Series loss in the Hopefully we don't see any like that because I think we need America's pastime because it seems like in any kind of negative event in a war, baseball is always there. And right now, baseball's not here. So hopefully it happens too soon because I miss it already. I don't know what I'm going to do without baseball for the foreseeable future. So, all right, enough of all that negativity. If you know what to, if uh, you're, a, I don't, I don't know what to say. If you pay attention to calendars or dates, you would know that March first, twenty twenty two, is Fat Tuesday. Before six weeks of Lent. So you know what that means. Everybody parties. I mean, haven't you heard of Mardi Gras? I mean, when we were all kids in college, we would... I mean, not me, but... I bet you a few... There'd be a few party animals down Bourbon Street, New Orleans, maybe getting some, their last beignet or last margarita before... Before no booze or sweets for the next six weeks. But, um... That's... And uh, one one thing I love about Mardi Gras is all the beads you can get. I'm, I'm not sure you can see my background, but I've got a whole bunch of beads in the background. So I figure with Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, and a New Orleans theme, I would come up with a very interesting uh, trivia question about New Orleans sports tonight. So here it is. Which New Orleans Saints player intercepted Brett Favre and Peyton Manning? Yes, Brett Favre and Peyton Manning en route to the New Orleans Saints winning Super Bowl 44. That's easy, at least for me. 
You remember Tracy Porter? You remember? <laughs> yes, Tracy Porter intercepted a pass and fall in the last few seconds of the of regulation doing the Viking Minnesota Vikings home Saints NFC Championship game, which the Saints won in overtime. And then in the Super Bowl with the Saints up by seven, Porter not only intercepted a Payne Manning pass, but he returned it for a pick six. How about that? You not only intercept passes in consecutive playoff games, but you pick off Brett Favre and Payne Manning. Brett Favre and Payne Manning. Tracy Porter doesn't have to buy a drink in New Orleans ever again. In fact, he might have a beignet. In fact, he might not have to buy a beignet, but uh, I just think it's a... It's so interesting that Tracy Porter intercepted passes from two NFL legends in consecutive playoff games. And all not just playoff games, the NFC title game and the Super Bowl. And that the Saints got their one and only Super Bowl. Three. <laughs> so, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, if there's somewhere in New Orleans tonight, I mean, the Maybe you can have a drink, maybe a beignet, and just remember Tracy Porter. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. I mean, hopefully, MLB can get its act together and we can have baseball soon. But uh, we'll be here. I've got a, I've got a fun interview with them all. You're not going to want to miss. And uh, we've got a whole bunch of video. We've got a whole bunch of content, videos coming. It's March. So you know it's going to be maddening. It's going to be fun. We'll be there to cover it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it.